Open your eyes. This is America. The greatest nation on Earth. Where rats have it better than Italian children. If we are to build an empire of hope, we must first conquer New York. Our New York is being threatened by a wave of brown-skinned filth. They just keep coming. We ought to ship them all back. We have to show America we are all people of dignity. I want to build an orphanage. Be careful. This place will eat you alive. Even the Pope cannot protect you from what may come. I am unashamed. What about you? When you travel, I've had some weird things happen, I guess. But it's like the commercial airline industry. You know, the first thing, I went into a plane over somebody sitting in my seat. So I was like, I, I look at my ticket, I was like, I think this is my seat. And this woman, she just said, she looked at me like, <laughs> and she just like started grabbing her stuff, just yanking, you know, and walked back. She's and, not happy. No, wasn't happy. And I thought, well, that was awkward. <laughs> so then I get on another plane and so she never said anything? Not a word. But look, I did notice later because my assistant was with me. So look, the same woman sat in somebody else's seat. We look back and she's do it back. She got moved again. And I thought, what is going on there? She Did she just not want to look at her ticket and do the one that was? But on? it's so weird to know the protocol on this, you know. So the next thing I get on the next plane and a woman, a very large woman sat next to me. And I was like, well, this is going to be rough. Because, I mean, she she was basically taking up my Half seat. seat. Yeah. yeah. And, I've had that. And uh, so she said, what what seat are you in? And I thought that was a weird question because I'm, I'm in the one beside you, <laughs> which is what I said. And I was, she was like, what's the number? And so I was like, well, I can't remember. So I found my ticket, you yeah. know, which was on my phone. I was looking for an actual ticket. It was on my phone. So when I read it, she said, I'm in the wrong seat. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she got the, she got up and moved. Which it's, it's hard to know. You're like, what, what is, what's, what's, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> so I put, I was like, I'm putting my earphones on, listening to spiritual music. So we're about halfway in the flight. I'm listening. I think I was actually listening to that song, Rattle. And uh, I'm kind of singing, not not out loud, but just humming. Yeah. And so I feel a tap on my head. <laughs> so I turn around and uh, are you in the air? That oh, we're flying. We're yeah. halfway into the flight. Okay. And so this African American girl, I thought she said, "It's pumpkin," because <laughs> I had my earphones on. <laughs> And the only thing I could think is I thought Kay had a friend named Pumpkin. And so I said, yeah, I thought you looked familiar, uh, which because I didn't know what to say because we've already. Hey, Pumpkin. Yeah. She said, excuse me? 
And so the girl next to her, which I, they didn't know each other. Was she standing up or sitting down? She was sitting down. Okay. So she's behind you? Yeah, she's behind me. Okay. She said, she said, it's bumpy. <laughs> and I said, it's bumpy? <laughs> <laughs> and did you then did you think mom had a friend named Bumpy? No, I got off the she knows Miss K. I just thought I said, oh, why is she telling me? And the girl said, I have no idea on that. <laughs> and the girl said, It's my second time to fly. And and it, it it's scary. And she started and she started saying, Help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. And I I was I was Looking around, I'm like, this is not bumpy. Maybe she thought you were Jesus because you got the beard in the hair. Well, I don't That's why I'm asking y'all about this. I have no idea. And I was like, look, I've actually come in. You want to talk about bumpy? I said, we were fixing the land. One oh, time no. when I Are was you telling plant. her? Did you start telling her the horror I stories? I shouldn't have done that. Oh, Jack. And I said, I we went upside down. <laughs> Before we aborted the landing. Oh, help it, Jesus. She said, how long were you upside down? I said, probably 10 seconds. She went, oh, Lord, help me. She she got her phone out, and uh, I said, well, you, you got to have your phone, because I thought she's the second time yeah. on airplane. But she said, I got to call my mom. And uh, I was like, they're not going to let you do that, and you're probably not going to have a reception. So, you know? Jace, so what, what, what do you think it is? When strange people keep coming your way. She tapped me on the head. That's what I'm saying. And so, you know, it hit me in that moment. This is why I'm telling you this story. I thought, why would she tap me on the head to tell me it's bumpy? Why would she do that? I thought, must be a God thing. And I said, look, here's the deal. I said, my second fear in life is flying. I said, but I fly all the time. I said, my first fear is public speaking and she said well why do you fly i said Just because pu i public speak <laughs> i publicly talk that was now that and, was a and, good answer and she was looking bewildered and i said but i heard you know you're i heard you reference jesus i said but i i believe like you that that jesus is real and so i believe god takes our weaknesses and, and he turns them in to to your strength i said because trust me I don't want to fly, and I don't want to speak ever. I just soon keep my mouth shut in a public gathering. I said, but since I believe God is real, I believe that if I die in a plane crash, he just decided it was time because I am doing this 100% for him. I said, so I'm over that. I said, I have had, she said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I was like, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> This is a nice flight. You may think this is bumpy, oh but this my. is nice. <laughs> this, this, I've seen the. Oh. She's like, don't tell me, don't tell. Me. I was like, okay, okay. So I like that you first were calming her fears by telling her the worst possible scenario. Well, but I did, and I kept trying to get back into it, but she kept interrupting me, you know. And so when she landed, she, I, I heard her back there muttering when we landed, "Thank you, Jesus, thank you." I said, "Hey, all right, you're you're getting there. Only a few more." And she's like, "Nope, this is it." So the last one I had coming in, uh, BK was with me, and because uh, Lisa and I had split, uh, she and Carly went one way, and Lisa and BK and I went the other. So we fly into we're on our last leg coming into Monroe from Atlanta, and Jason, you and I have been on that flight a, a million times. A little small plane, only holds about forty nine people. And so as I'm getting on the flight, so BK and I are sitting together, you know, she's 13, you know, my granddaughter. 
And so so we we did our thing. Well, they gave me an upgrade ticket to the first row. Mm. And so at this point, I learned something I didn't know, which is amazing as much as I travel. So, but I was like, well, I'm not moving up the front row. BK is going to be in the back by herself. So I just went back and got in the seat next to her. That was my seat on my ticket. Well, what I didn't know is when they bumped me up to the front of the plane, that somebody else got my seat. You know, they gave my seat away. So this woman comes back and she's like, uh, I think you have my seat. And I was like, no. And I held up my ticket and she looks at, she holds up her ticket and we got the same seat. Mm-hmm. Well, then I realized I'm supposed to go to sit in the front of the plane. So I was like, well, just, you know, can you just sit over here? You know, she's, I'll just sit over here. Okay, perfect. So she sits here. Well, then the next person comes up and, and they say, uh, you're in my seat. Oh, here we go. So it's just a revolving door. So we find, and so she moves over, that person sits there. Well, then here comes the last person. Well, yeah. you're in my seat. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, it's musical. Finally, trailer, I, thought, I guess I'm going to have to get up and, and go to the front of the plane and leave BK back here. But this woman says, oh, are you, this is the difference in the woman, your woman and mine. And uh, she says, oh, are you, do you want to stay back and sit next to her? And I said, well, I'd like to. I said, but apparently I didn't realize when you got upgraded, you have to go up to the seat. Yeah. I don't want to go up to the She said, oh, I'll go. It's okay. And I was like, "That's thank you." We need to come up. I mean, that with, was so look, nice of her. We have on a shame nation. We need to come up with a protocol of proper airplane etiquette. <laughs> That's right. Or what, when you get in these situations, because I don't know what to do. And you don't have a person. The person in charge is up there, and there's all these people in between you and them. So you can't well, eat, like we got to work it out amongst ourselves. But if you these get somebody people with a, really in charge, not really. But I tell you what, they think they are. We were yeah. on one recently, and so the flight attendant. It was like we had been delayed. We we're in the plane for hours, and the flight attendant was. You could tell it's been a long day, and I get it. I mean, you're dealing with people. Everybody's wearing a mask. You got to enforce it. And he was an an older man, which you don't see a lot of flight attendants older men. So we finally get in the air. Everybody's ready to get where you're going. It's late at night now. And so he asked us what we want to drink because they're finally serving stuff again. And I said, well, I want a Coke Zero. And Lisa, well, Lisa first said, do you have Coke Zero? And he said, yes. And she said, well, that's what I'll have. Was this I, recently? Yeah. This well, is, this plane I was on, you get a bottle of water or a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. You are still yeah. on, you were still on the United. Yeah. Uh, Delta is, is serving food and drink again. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. But anyway, so the guy says, so he goes, and I say, I'll have a Coke Zero as well. So he goes up, he comes back, he's got a Coke Zero and a Diet Coke. So he hands me the Coke Zero, he hands Lisa the Diet Coke. And, and let me just tell you, Lisa hates Diet Coke. She could be in the Sahara Desert dying of thirst, and she would not drink a Diet Coke. That's how much she hates Diet Coke. So he says, and she said, oh, I, Oh, I ordered a, a Coke Zero, and she's kind of handing it back to him. He said, no, you didn't. You said Coke Zero. <laughs> well, I mean, he said it, like, forcefully. And so she didn't say anything at, for, a, for a beat, and he takes it. He says, but I've got Coke Zero. And then he starts walking away, and he says, but you said Diet Coke. I mean, he said yeah. it twice. No. I looked over at Lisa, yeah. and even with the mask on, the look in her eye, I've seen it. Like directed at me before. Oh, it, it is not good. I and her I thought fire starts shooting <laughs> from the eyes because he called her a liar twice. Smoke from the ear. And I thought when when he comes back, I mean, I'm looking at her, and, and I said, "Did he just call you a liar?" And she didn't even speak. And I thought she is fixing to light this guy up when he comes back. So he comes back. He hands her the Coke Zero, 
and she didn't say a word. She, he walks away. I was like, I looked over and I said, well, that's awesome. I said, you didn't even say anything. She said, well, one, I, I don't trust myself to say anything. And number two is I don't want to get kicked off this flight the way yeah, they are now. Because now yeah. there's so much stuff going on. They'll just kick you off. They'll turn this plane around and they'll tell you. I, don't make me turn this plane around. I mean, that's she how, actually did the mature thing. She did. You never want to wind up in court one day and say, <laughs> "Did you order the diet coke?" <laughs> right. I wouldn't. No. Have, I wouldn't have said anything. No, no I wouldn't. Have she it. didn't. And and you know, and the guy was friendly to us later. I thought, well, he said, and then finally she said, "I'm sure he's had a bad night." And you know what she was doing, Al? Because we're in Romans seven, and and God Himself through the Holy Spirit, Paul's writings, gave an illustration from marriage. Yep. She was trying to teach you that all these times when you say what she said that she didn't say, it's best that you just keep your mouth shut. That's exactly right. <laughs> I was so proud of her. I was like, babe, you have grown so much. Because I knew from the look, you know, what, what was brewing in the brain, you know, and, and her mom who's passed away, we always say, you know, uh, Lisa's tapping into her inner Maudie, which is her mom. Cause it's not pretty when she, you know, in the old days, but she's gotten so much. I would have you know. never made an issue over a soft drink. <laughs> That's it. And but she did. The didn't. bottom line is the customer should I always just look. Well, right. He should have never should, said should that. always be right. He should have just said, okay. And while, and not added in the, especially the Even second. Even if they're not right, you're, we're giving you our money. Right. We're flying. We have a, it's, we're talking about Diet Coke here. Yeah. Versus you Coke know? Zero. Which, by so, the way, Coke Zero is far superior to that Coke, just if you wanted to know that. But, yeah, and you're right. Now, it's, I haven't had a carbonated drink in years. So I When's the last time you had a carbonated drink? Yeah. I did drink a, like a little small Coca-Cola. Yeah, like uh, the old with the little bottles. I've drank about two of them in the last three or four years. <laughs> you were saying last three or four days. You're like me. Do you remember you tell oh. the story about when, uh, when mom – that her family had a grocery store, and so she would bring a case of those little small Coca-Colas to the Robertson family, a whole case of Cokes. And what happened when she when she did that, when she got there? People just came out of the house, drank them all, <laughs> and, and went on their way. They drank the whole thing. <laughs> I never they drank them until they were gone, and then thanks for the I Coke. I figured out the mystery on why in a Coca-Cola old bottle it would taste better than when it would, they put it in a can. I don't. Well, bottle stuff is better. I, you know, cans but tend you to. Do you agree? I, you you got If I see some, if I saw one in an old bottle, I, I would. We were living in a time frame of worn out house, caving in here and there, and and if you you see a little young woman drive up with a case of cokes, I brought y'all these. Well, you know, that was like when she pulled in, people started coming out of the house. <laughs> and you had a thought, I'm going to marry that girl. She'd bring me like a T-bone steak. and Really? Oh, yeah. When your mother pulled up, that, but her she, rig we didn't, and I didn't have a rig. I was either hitch, I either hitchhiked to her place or she drove down about 30 miles. She'd and drive. people would pick you up. That's scary. Hitchhiking. Oh, yeah, I'd hitchhike back and forth many a time. It was just a different era. Let's let's take a break. So one of the things I've noticed about uh, business that's, you know, how you do business has changed so much during the pandemic because now so many businesses, their employees are home. So now it's like Zoom calls and, you know, yeah. and I'm not sure how much it's going to change even as things open up. And one of the things that uh, one of our sponsors, Bambi, one of the things that they focus in on is human resources, especially for small businesses. 
And so how you deal with employees and some of the questions they were asking, I thought, man, how would you do it? How do I handle it when an employee doesn't show up for work? I want, to inter- I want to terminate an employee. What do I need to do? How do I dock someone's pay? I mean, all these questions that happen that you're not sure in this world we have now of getting sued over some issue. And so what you need is someone who can help you with human resources, and that's what Bambi does. It's B-A-M-B-E-E, by the way, is Bambi. They give you a dedicated HR manager, $99 a month, uh, month-to-month, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. So check these guys out. You get a free HR audit when you go to Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash Robertson. Right now, you can schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Robertson. It was a different era, though, right, Dad? I mean, like... Oh, yeah. People didn't think anything about it because it, I don't, was it just less dangerous to think about picking somebody up and driving? Less it? dangerous. Okay. Cause no it, fear of being, being knocked in the head. No. Yeah. no. Or, or people fearful of you knocking them in the head. Which, no, no, no problem. Cause today we would be like, you said hitchhiker. You Hitchhiking did. was a standard form of transportation. Right. Walk out on the road. The busier the road, the better the shot. I mean, I picked up a couple, but I made them ride in the back, and I showed them that I had a gun. Yeah, I don't know if that was right. I said, look, I'm armed Back in dangerous. those days, that never entered your mind. I said, you can ride in the back of the truck. By the way, there were a lot car. of people hitchhiking, too, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was just more of a standard way of getting around. I want to get right here and go 30 miles up this way, get out there and stick your thumb out. They pull over. Where are you headed? You tell them that's okay. You know, where, where, where are you from? Right, right over at little town, Dixie. Well, I quit doing that because the last couple, when I said I'm armed, they took off running. So, <laughs> but I thought, well, <laughs> I wasn't trying to scare him. I was just saying, I'll give you a ride. Jess, you fit into the rare category of the hitchhiker was afraid of you doing something to them before they ever got into the Yeah, when he come up, they, you know, and I was like, do you need a ride? And he, and he was like, yeah. And he started to get out. I said, whoop, up, up, up. I said, I'm armed and dangerous. And he's gone. <laughs> that ended the con- When I said I'm armed, he took off. Yep. So I thought, well, maybe he had mischief in mind. Yeah. Or it just might have scared him. You know what's interesting is, so when I go to the last couple of times I've been to Liberia, so the gas station, now when you're in the Monrovia, the capital, you'll have like a normal looking gas station. But as you get out and about, the filling station, the gas station that we, the little convenience store, there's a little lean to, and there's three or four guys, Africans out there, and the, and set up on a table are jars with gas in it. There's about six or eight like quart sized jars with petroleum, and and so people will pull in there, but everybody rides these little like motor scooters, you know, it's just like Dominican or Nicaragua yeah. play, and then they stack on there four deep. And what they do is, so it's just constant hitchhiking. So I see them, they stop, somebody gets on, they'll hand the drivers a little something. I find it is about the equivalent of a dime in our money because he's got to buy gas for his motor, you know, motorbike. And, and then they get on there and then he stops at the next one. The third gets on there, the fourth. Now this is built for one, but we got four Africans riding on here and then he's driving. I, you see him go and. Then he's and you see and they're paying drive. him for the they're patrol. paying him and oh. then he goes by but look so that thing will pull up they'll just pour enough in there whatever he's going to pay for but it's real expensive That's basically uh he's got a taxi service going that's what it is it but yeah. but it's everybody because everybody else yeah. is on foot 
Of course, yep. we come riding up, you know, Americans, you know, we, we're in a car, you know, with air conditioning. They're looking at us drive by and they're like, who is this person? And you, we start going out to places where they've never even seen a white person before. And they'll start pointing at me and then these kids come over and they'll start, they'll rub my arm. I mean, they've never seen what, you know, non-black yeah. flesh. And they're just, they're amazed. They're like, you know. Uh, what's wrong with you, what, buddy? What, yeah, <laughs> this poor guy. Of course, I, I was telling you, they really thought there was something wrong with you. They probably shouldn't be rubbing on me, you know, yeah. my arms. But it's yeah. kind of a, it's a weird feeling to be in a place like that. But it, it makes me appreciate, you know, what we have yeah. here for sure. But their whole system is built on it, which is kind of a sad thing, but also good. So we're in Romans 7 uh, is, is where we're going to get to today. And it's kind of, you know, back when we talked about Romans 6, the idea was we were talking about how this idea about you're either, it's one or the other. You're either committed to sin and death or you're committed to grace and spirit, you know, the life yeah. that comes out of the two. There's no, I mean, basically Paul said there's no one and the other. You're either this or you're that. And he used the word being this enslaved. That, that opening line is, is, a, is a weird one. Do you not know, brothers, for I'm speaking to men who know the law. Check this out. Here's a statement that the law has authority over a man only as long as he lives. That's right. I mean, it's kind of like saying uh, the rest of your life without Jesus, without grace, you're going to be under a code that's going to be with you until the day you die. Right. I mean, but the way it's put, you know, it's only... It's only well. Uh, he then has, has a, authority over a man uh, only as long as he lives. You're like, well, that'd be when uh, you can take that a lot of different ways. One is in a practical sense, you only have to obey laws as long as you're alive to obey laws. When you die, it has no more hold over you, even physical death. Well, right? that was kind of his point. Yeah, he said, for example, which is, is a, it, it's just a strange illustration it is. in the middle of this he says for example by law so under the torah i guess a married yeah, this is this is jewish yeah. marital law just so you don't get confused with the law a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive but if her husband dies she is released from the law of marriage uh, that's not much wiggle room on ways to divorce your wife well, right. that's for sure right but also i mean it's a law that we've kind of adopted because if your husband's dead well you can and we you're like well can i get married again well that guy's dead yeah so we'll say yeah the answer is yes we'll we'll, (laughs) we'll say you were here it said it was said at bella's wedding last weekend till death do us part well right so the idea is i'm gonna marry you till death god's not kidding there but here's the illustration that's not really the point. The point it's is not the point. That's correct. So then if she marries another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. And that still happens today. But if her husband dies, she is released from that law and is not an adulteress, even though she marries another man. I've told my wife that. I was like, look, if I die, you know, go knock yourself out. Go for it. Take over. I don't care. I'm dead. <laughs> Usually and, <laughs> with your mother, it's on the opposite side. She said, no. Remember, if I die before you do, it's not going to bother me if you, you, you get a woman. I said, Miss Kay, here's a, here's a newsflash. You're the only one I'm going to be with. That, that's, I'm, not, I'm not going down this road anymore. Right. You're not. 
So, yeah. so you're done. I'm done. Well, I don't I'm know. Done. I'm not going to make a premeditated you know, The decision. finest thing on planet Earth can walk in front of me and say, <laughs> what about this? I would say, honey, I've been done. There's, <laughs> to me, there's a lot more important things at this point yeah. in my life than sex. Yeah. <laughs> hit, the, hit the road. So, uh, well, so you can't see marriage, yourself being it, on a dating site, a I, website, I, I, no. trying to find, no. well, I mean, no make an online connection. More no. than sex. but <laughs> I don't anyway. know. Try to think no. of something Companionship. On, on how you would replace <laughs> your mother. You both of y'all. Well, I sure. agree with that. I mean, how are you going to replace your mother? Think about it. She's the best of us. You, you so would. his point was... Was verse four. It says, "So my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God." So, so I think texts in the Bible that you'll ever read. So I think you immediately have to go back and read Romans six two that says, "We died to sin." And then he gives the illustration of what happened at baptism. We died, we were buried with Jesus, then we're raised. Then verse 6 says, we know that our old self was crucified with him. So when you when you reenact Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, because Jesus died and nailed the, the law to the cross, we actually, according to Romans 6, 4, we also died to the law through the body of Christ. Right. Which is awesome. It is awesome. But he also says in verse 8 of chapter 6 that if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. I'm just making the point. Verse 11, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. I mean, he he's saying it over and over and over and over and over again. Yes. And then he's giving you an illustration that when you died with Christ, you're no longer bound to that relationship with the law, which is one infraction deserves death, punishment, separation. So that's it. So let's take another break. Jace, you talk about being on a plane. It's probably on airplanes or when especially commercial is when I listen to music and kind of have to get into my zone, you know, to be able to do it every time I, my problem is I start singing and it becomes a distraction. (laughs) And you don't realize when you're wearing earbuds, you sing a lot louder because you can't hear yourself. So uh, one of our sponsors, Raycon uh, has some really, really good uh, earbuds and they get this crisp, powerful sound that comes from them. Uh, They fit better than any I've ever worn. I like to wear them when I'm walking, uh, especially by myself. Usually when Lisa and I walk, that's our chance to talk and kind of catch up on things, but she's not with me. Uh, I love to put my Raycons in and listen to my worship music. And then you can sing, Jason, you're outside and you're not really bothering anybody. So Raycon is offering 15% off of all their products for our listeners. All you got to do is go to buy Raycon. It's R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash unashamed. You get 15% off your entire order. It's a really good deal. Buyraycon.com slash unashamed. It's called grace. So I, so I want to make a more subtle point here, too, that it's because a lot of people want to, even in our culture today, still want to hold on to some of the law. They'll say, well, yeah. you know, this idea, y'all are just too far because there's some things I want to keep. But remember, 
in this context and situation, because you say, why does he only mention the woman? Well, the men under this under law had a much better situation because they could put away their wives in divorce, but the wife had no option. She, which is why he uses her. So, so my point is, who wants to go under that system again? I mean, well, that it, doesn't it, seem fair to women. It's not, and that's why he said in Galatians. Now they're no male, no female. He goes through the whole list. The idea is that God brought us all out from under the trappings of law, which we find out is sin and death, and that makes it better for everybody. Right. I mean, that's and better for men, for women, right. for groups, and for our for policemen that we love. And I don't mean policemen. We love our, you know, police. I mean the the Bible, Bible police. Bible police. Uh, you read Romans six fourteen where it says, "For sin shall not be your master, because you're not." under law but under grace so my point is after reading 7-4 and now 6-14 if you're trying to argue over these situations on matters of law we are not under the law so, so a lot so of if people, you want to challenge somebody make sure it's grace motivated is what i'm saying so a lot of people haven't heard what you just said which is true they have uh they say but i'm gonna be in a trap What's going to motivate me to do what's right to get up? So if you read read that Galatians five twenty two, the fruit of the spirit that mm. you receive when you die to the law, correct, and are buried the old you mm. and the new you comes forth, the spirit is given to you. So when you get to you say, well, well, if I'm not going to follow the rules, and if I'm not on the law, what's what, what kind of person am I going to be? Right. What do I do? So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all these qualities. It makes an interesting little point. Against these things, there is no law. That's right. So you say, well, what zone am I in? Just read Galatians 5.22 on things that are outside the law. These are qualities that should be more and more in your life. As each day passes, you begin to hone it down instead of you used to be a hater, hate each other, but now you see love. You used to be down in the dumps, don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, that's the opposite of joy. And uh, instead of peace, well, how much war has been going on in your household with your neighbor, with your family? All that? So you just replace all those qualities. And against these qualities, you don't break any laws. That's Love, right. joy, peace, patience, kindness, good. No, no law breaking there. So it's a pattern of thinking on how you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind since you're not under law. Right. But under even grace. when you do... You know, because we do sin after we're in in Jesus. Probably the mediating it, work of Jesus. Yeah, and then it goes to this grace is continual. It's not like you're in and out. You right. don't have to be, you know, rebaptized. You know, I made a mistake. I'm done. I'm I, I'm history. Yeah, let's I, go again. I, I Here we go. Yeah. So, you know, but I do think I need to read the, the last two verses yeah, of that this. section because it says, for when we were, this is 7-5, when we were controlled by the sinful nature, no, when we were controlled, yeah, by the sinful nature or the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law, which we've already established, the law is not bad in and of itself. 
But it we, arouses we, yeah, it arouses passions. our decisions and passions. Uh, so it arouses the sinful passion. I know I shouldn't do it. I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't do it. But, but I do. But I do. Yeah, we're at work in our bodies so that we bore fruit for death, which is a a strange way to look at it, but in a frightening way. But when you think about the sins we commit, it is it is a sinful behavior is destructive. Yep. And it leads to death, right. either spiritual or physical. America's, in some capacity. America right. is still wrangling with this and Yeah. Well, and, and but we, and I want to let me read the last verse and we talk. But now by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law. We have been released from the law. We so, so people have trouble with this. Say that ten times. We have been released <laughs> from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the spirit. The yeah, new way of the spirit. The new way of the spirit, which is a gross. I mean, a uh, a grace motivated, spirit led way of decision making. Now, from the that's time, dependent on God and not us. Yeah, exactly. from the time you just said that. Within hours, there will be information coming our way, and all of them will be saying the same thing. We're still under law. You can't write Hold the law up. off. They, they write up. letters all the time. Yeah, I, I see them. Hard time. I, I agree. See, I just drop them over in the trash because of what you just read. What's <laughs> so if you write me? said, oh, we're under the law. I said, no, you better not be under the law. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is why we answered this on the podcast. Well, I want to mention something that I, I mentioned in my sermon on Sunday. Uh, I was talking about my last point was that, you know, against all hope, in hope, Abraham believed. Remember that we talked about from Romans 4. And so I went back to Genesis 22. But I want to highlight something was said because I had a conversation after my sermon, which really goes in line with what we're talking about. In in verse uh, 12, after the angel of the Lord has said, don't don't kill him. And you know, I can't tell the whole story, but he says, do not do anything to him. Now I know now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And so I made the point that God wants us in that moment where we surrender to him, which we're talking about from Romans 6, everything. In that, you give him everything. That means you can't hold on to some little piece, you know, oh, that yeah. I'm going to do this. I have to submit. So after yeah. my, after my but, sermon, a woman came up. Uh, they were visiting from out of town. And we had a nice conversation. She listens to the podcast and so she asked me a question, and I wanted to address it today because it's just in line with what we're talking about. Because she said, you said one time on the podcast there's a difference between happiness and joy. She said, but I'm just, I'm struggling. I'm not happy about some things. I'm, I'm struggling trying to figure that out. So well, it was just what I was talking about on the sermon today. Happiness depends on your circumstances. I'm going to decide whether I'm happy because here's what's going on in my life. That's going to determine my internal joy whether I'm happy or not. But the Bible never says that, ever. Right. Well, I would say, Al, that happiness is more dependent on you, which is the point about the law, and joy is more dependent on God. It's like if you said, we were talking about the difference in hope and the worldly hope, or even in our lives when we say, I hope I win, you know, buy 20 lottery tickets, I hope I win. The difference is once you have God's spirit and you say, I hope God wins, well, God's going to win. Right. So that's the difference in from security to salvation to why you're saved. Right. Because he proved his faithfulness when he sent Jesus. Right. And worked out in history for him to be here 
Jesus made all the right decisions ever sin and then was given on a cross and then was right. Well, he, 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 he did it. Right. That's why it says, you know, in Romans one, that we're not ashamed of the gospel, which is good news because it is the power of God for the salvation for everyone who believes. I mean, this is what our show's named after. Then verse 17 says, for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. He's the one supplying the power, the plan, and the way to get you forgiven. Right. So that's why it's so confusing when you get to Romans 1.18 and go through there where it says, well, God gave them over to, new, to do what shouldn't be done. And, and, and people use that argument. They say, well, why, does bad, why do bad things happen to God? Why, do, why, do, why doesn't God stop me from doing that? Why don't he just do what he did to Paul? Because once you're under the law and you go down that road, the further you go down, you realize that I can't do this. Right. Buyraycon.com slash unashamed. Let's take a break. So the other day, Dad, for the first time, I heard you uh, complaining about you had a little back issue because you had overdone it. Uh, what were you doing? The beaver break, right? We moved five thousand, five to ten thousand pounds of earth that beavers <laughs> had put on top of it <laughs> by hand. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I don't know that. I don't know that I could help you with that. That's a big task. But one of the things that you and I do on a regular base, basis uh, to help with our inflammation is take Omega XL. Uh, it's a it's a thirty five years of clinical research dealing with inflammation that causes pain. And unless you're moving tons of earth that the beavers have covered and the, up. And the pain didn't last but a couple of days. Well, there you go. So it, it was gone. It helped. And it really has been good for me, too, with the aches and pain. So here's how you get started. You go to OmegaXL.com, and you buy your first bottle, and you get your second one free. So it's a great deal. Get you started. That's enough to provide you a couple of months. OmegaXL.com slash fill. Or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888 or omegaxl.com slash Phil. Therefore, whoever keeps the whole law. Yeah, James 2.10. And yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. That's tough. That's a that's a tough way to roll if you're going to try that. That it's, it, yeah, you can't do it. Which no, is which is it. the few your point, Phil. The few letters I've gotten about people didn't like that I said baptism is a surrender. So some people out there they don't like that, and I'm like, but this whole point of Romans is that we're under law and we can't do this. And so when you hear what saves you and who Jesus his death, burial, and resurrection, at that point, there's a couple of things that happen. You realize, I can't do this. Right. So what do you do? You surrender to the, to the one, one who can yeah, and did right. and does. So that's part, Seems simple enough so that's for me. Part of it. So, that, so, yeah. so this, this woman that I'm speaking of, so then she said back to me, and she gave me an illustration from her, her family's life of one of her children that's in a bad place. And it was bad. And she said, I, you know, how can I, you're telling me, how can, how can I be joyful about that? I said, oh, you would never be joyful about that or happy about it if you were just going to live by happiness. 
And so she looks at me, she kind of turns her head, you know, how do I live? I said, but every time you think about that situation, it sounds like you think about it a lot. She said, I do. I mean, it just, it, it really hurts my heart. All of us do. We have children that go off. Mm -hmm. I said, every time you do, you have to appeal to your father in heaven who brings joy and peace and all the things to the Holy spirit. And you pray in that moment that God will help get through to your child when, when the time is right, that they'll be miserable. They'll find no joy and peace in the lifestyle they're in. And then you can be joyful knowing that God gives you the strength that no matter what happens, whether your kids go off the rails or anything else, you can still experience a righteous life without being plagued by it. I said, but I just made the point. Don't hold anything back. I said, sister, you need to give this to God. You're holding it. And therefore you're unhappy. Yeah. I said, but if you give it to him and say, look, I'm putting this in your hands, father. She's trying to make the changes in her. Exactly. Now, and, 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 and it helped her. It helped her like, because she said, you know, I never thought about it like that. So, well, that, that's what this is. That's what I was talking about. You know, that's why I wanted yeah. to bring it up on the podcast. Well, look, you start bringing up kids. I mean, we, if anybody's had teenagers knows this, this gets personal, but look, I I've prayed before, which is, I mean, it, it's kind of a drastic prayer, but I've said prayers where like, because I'm so frustrated in the moment yep. that I thought if it takes me dying, if, if God, if you, if this is the only way this kid is going to have an awakening, so be it. I mean, it's a, it's a hard prayer to pray, but you get so frustrated because you love your kids and you're, yeah. but you, you realize everybody's got to, you know, come to Jesus on their own. But that leads me into what I was, cause I'm, you know, I'm not the brightest bulb of, of, you know, our family or just as a human. And so I read the, the book of Romans and it seems kind of a complex way in some ways to explain this. Cause you got all this, the law and even this illustration and people are like, so some, no. pe so some people wouldn't worthy of a uh, uh, note of what you just said, Al, they would then do this. What shall we say then? After he just said, Tell we have been say uh, where you are. Uh, well, I'm in Romans seven seven. So by dying to what's bound us, we've been released from the law. So we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way. So somebody comes along and says, "Well, what shall we say? Is the law sin? Well, maybe the problem is not me. Maybe it's a blooming law." that you got me under because I wouldn't be like this God, unless you your fault. had wrote down this code <laughs> right. that I had to keep That's and right. I didn't keep it. And I'm frustrated and you're the problem yep. instead of me. And people do that. Yeah. He said, indeed, I would not have known what sin was except through the law. I would not have known what it was to covet if the law had not said, don't covet. But here we go. But sin seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, Nothing wrong with the commandment produced in me every kind of covetous desire. For apart from law, if it was, weren't there, uh, sin is dead. Yeah. Unfortunately, the law is always there, and it's not going to change. And we're, Which goes back to Romans 1, though. The it first, motivates me to say, thank you, God, for getting me out from under a code I never even came close to keeping. The, the first step that happens way before all these sins is that you alienate yourself from God. That's, That's right. where it starts. When right. when Romans one, everybody goes to the list of sins, but he's the first parts of it were 
they neither glorified God as God nor gave thanks to him. Yep. Their hearts were darkened. Their minds became futile. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. The philosophy is what leads to the behavior. Yeah. So you alienate yourself from God, which the illustration I was going to bring up, a more simplistic view of this, I think, came from Jesus in Luke 15 on the prodigal son, because you were talking about your kids. Right. You know, that's when it gets personal. Because we all know what that means. I mean, you don't want your you want your kid to make it, and it's a it's a tough time. So Jesus comes up with this situation on why he's hanging out with poor humans. Right, the people there in trouble. Hang on to it. Let's take our last break. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. And it's like, even there, it's like the three stories I heard somebody say one time, you know, the first illustration of the sheep going astray was one, it was 1%. Then the woman with the coins, it was 10%. 10, Yeah, it was 10%. And then when it got to the two sons, it was 50%, which I was like, or maybe a hundred on the. Yeah, because it was really both Because the other brother had some struggles too. I mean, nice illustration. I've never. I've never thought of that before. That's that's pretty creative. Whoever came up with that? I don't know. I heard that somewhere. It popped into my brain, but <laughs> I don't want to take credit for it. But I thought it was an interesting, that's way, an interesting way, way to look at it. But my here's my point. Going back to Romans one and, and God seemingly contributing contributing to this because I got some letter saying that they're like, well, how come you're saying God's contributing to the person falling further? And I mean, I didn't respond, but I was like, I didn't think of that. I read it. <laughs> you know, you, you worked that out with Romans one. Furthermore, he gave them over to yeah, do what yeah. not ought to be done. I was like, we just read the scripture. I had no interpretation whatsoever. I think I had no comment. But on look, that. all God but, has to do is not do anything for you to go into that mode, well, which is my, his point. Well, my point yeah. is, you see where I'm going in Luke right. 15, yeah. when the son came to his father and said, hey, give me my share, give me a gift. Would you think about what God's grace is, the gospel? Is that not a gift? Mm-hmm. Well, this son in Luke 15 said, I, I, want, I want my stuff, which is a bad business plan. When your plan is to just give me what, what that, that's, your, that's your plan. Well, what did, what did the father do in that moment? He, let, he let him go. And I think it relates to Romans one, and because at that point, are you are you going to convince him? We've all had our moments with rebellious teenage. There's nothing you can do. Mm-mm. I mean, you gotta until they figure it know. out. And which is the purpose when we're getting into why the law is here and why God allows this for us to go down that? 
well, what do you, what did the son, what did he arrive at? He goes out. Now, it was fun for a while. And all of a sudden, he winds up in a pig pen. Yep. And you would think at that point he'd say, you know, let, nope. He, he stays in the pig pen long enough to where what the pigs are eating, even though they were probably maggot infested, he has now gotten past the smell, gotten past the status, lost everything he had, and is now literally living like a pig. And it started with the old Josie Wellline. I mean, first the money ran out. Then the yeah. booze ran no, out. Right. Then the friends ran out. Then the food ran out. So yep. what's happened? The father let him go so he would, and then there's a phrase in there, because, I mean, it's really about how God's grace, the father was waiting on him, but there's one phrase which is used exactly in Romans 1. It goes through all those lists of sins, and then it has four attitude qualities. It says one of them is senseless. They are senseless. You remember heartless, yep. ruthless. Yep. Well, here's this, here's this son in the pig pen, and you remember the phrase that says, he came to when senses. he came to his senses. And then he starts talking about, I'm not even, he showed humility because he's like, I'm no longer worthy to be called a son. Well, God's wrath, his father's wrath, which was not a wrath that wasn't based on love. He just let him go because he knew the only way he's going to figure this out is to realize is that sin is going to put you in a pig pan well, it kind of sounds like your story. Story. my story yeah. yeah yeah and so he now trying to get people to have that come to senses moment sometimes you just have to allow painfully for it to you just hope they don't die in the process pray for that that's what i told her yesterday yeah. pray for your pray for the, his safety but at the same time pray that he finds no peace and joy in this life but just like Romans, I think this is what I'm going to preach on Sunday. Uh -oh. I've been in, you know, yeah. well, I just, it hit me about this League two, 15 two when you said to work that. In the sermon. Well, because Romans for me says the same thing, but it's more confusing. I have to read it over and over and over right. and over again. But I read Luke 15, and I'm like, okay, oh, let the that. kid leave. He, he was, oh, good time, party. See, I was right, <laughs> spending money. I got lots of friends. And then, bump, famine breaks <laughs> out, a man in pig pen. I mean, this is like... This sums up pretty much half of country music singers and the movies about them. <laughs> so, it, it, it always is the rise to the top yeah. and then the fall. And then, yeah. but, and then the second half of that story, and actually the parable is really aimed at the older brother in the story because when the young and brother... He got a little huffy about well, that. When the that, young yeah. brother comes to his senses and comes home and the father accepts him, then he's like the policeman we talk about because he's like, wait a minute. I'm here slaving away doing this. You don't even give me a goat. Here I am. I'm trying. I'm, I'm not in the pig I'm pen. I'm keeping and the you rules. know what the other brother's doing when that's happening? This is the birthplace of country music. He's out there singing a song about yeah. the pig pen. Yeah. <laughs> and cows. Because there's a. Back and fattened cows. And there I was. And... That's right. So now you know where that There was a from. celebration and the older brother wouldn't go in and celebrate. The return because he was mad about it because yep. he thought that's not that's not right and then it just ends and it's really interesting because that Luke fifteen starts out with people complaining about Jesus eating with tax collectors. It's a good thing Al that Jace Willie and Jep, uh, along with Miss Kay and I, your mother and me. It's a good thing that we all had open arms when you finally 
turned and mm-hmm. said, "Okay, how about enough?" I came to my senses, came and, to senses. and it was very much similar to the to the prodigal son because I realized I was in a. And none of your brothers held it against you. Nope. nope. I think that's the hard part is yeah. trying to figure out how to. As now, you know, we're on the other side of this thing. How do you get people to come to their senses? Yeah, because really, that's the key phrase in in both in Romans. To me, that that senseless, yeah, yeah, that, and and based on Luke fifteen, he just because at what point would you say that this is not working? I to me, you would have thought it would have been before we've entered a pig pen to make a living, or maybe you thought, well, it'd be fun. I like bacon or whatever. But now you're eating what, forget the bacon. <laughs> you're, you're eating, eating what, they what they're eating. <laughs> and I see a man coming my way with a crowbar in his hand. And he's, <laughs> you know what what's me. interesting too, when you look at it from Romans six, is that he said, I'm no longer worthy to be a son, which was the right attitude. To ha- I mean, he's now realized that he cannot do it. He's done. Yeah. But then he said, I'll just be a slave. Well, isn't it, you know, in Romans 6, he uses the same uh, terminology. You're a slave to right. sin and, you know, offer yourselves as slaves of righteousness. But the beauty of it is, is that that's your attitude, but God makes you a son that's, again. Yeah, this is why we were talking about the difference in their culture, because what he was saying was, I'll go back and I'll just work for you. I won't be your son. Yep. I'll be a hired hand. I won't stay in the house. I'll live out where the people that work for you. But live. basically, get me out of where I but am. But I won't be where I was. And yep. the, and the father says, "Oh no, 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 no! That's not the way it works. You you're a son. In fact, here, let me give you this robe, the sandals, the ring, you know, and the fattened calf. Yep. You know. So I, I always say in, in my speech that uh, that night that I came home, we had the fattened catfish. Yeah. And had a celebration because a lost son had returned. And, but that's the it, so much Jace, is about how then we embrace other people. It's not not only just what I get for me when. Well, Jep had a great line when we all yeah, had good. a had a deal with him uh, a meeting of the mind. When Jep said, "Okay, I've had enough," of it, uh, Jep said, "What took y'all so long?" Yeah, it was he was wondering where were we. I've mentioned well, that's I, why people miss grace though, because you think, well, this is why it all went wrong. He shouldn't have gave him that original gift. Well, then when he come back, what did he do? Gave him some more gifts. That's right. Well, yep. what changed? The the guy's attitude. That's right. His heart. It wasn't the gift that was the problem. That's, That's right. correct. You know? it, was, it was the heart. I want to mention that uh, I've mentioned it before on here, but I'll mention it again. If you go to IamSecond.com or .org, IamSecond, uh, they just released a new thing about our stories, and Jeff's story is on there, which is really powerful. And he said that the other day. It just still touches me watching it. Uh, Phyllis's story is on there too as well as, as Lisa and I but that's a good thing to check out just to show you the grace our family has received when we turn from our wicked ways and it started with dad well actually started with mom and then dad and then all the rest of us so it's kind of what's what's built us up so next time we'll come back because right where we left off there's some interesting stuff that Paul says about this back and forth battle that I think would be good for us to talk about thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.